Freaky Trigger, in association with the Resonance FM Radio Network, present Tanya. When we last left our music-hating heroine, she had fallen through a tear in the fabric of space and time itself. Now she awakens in a burning corridor. going on on my head I should have known that Clover doesn't go with gin where am I or perhaps dear listeners I should ask when am I just get out the mobile phone here maybe Crispin's left a text oh no bloody reception years for music in all the decades of the world I had to walk into 1981 rubbish Hello, it's just after 7 p.m. on February 27th, 2008, and you're listening to Freaky Trigger and the Lollards of Pop on Resonance FM 104.4. I'm not sure what happened, um, but I think we need to get Tanya back. I uh, I don't know. What what say you, Lollards? I don't know. Maybe we should just leave her there. Oh, come on, that's not the spirit. (laughs) Have Have a heart, Kat. Have a heart. What say you, Lollards? Well, if she's in that particular time... She might be able to transform it in such a way that the time we live in is far better. I think we're compelled. Ah, oh, I to, see. Uh, to, to stop this happening at any cost. <laughs> any <laughs> cost. She sounded like she was in pain, guys. Oh, but that's just a hangover. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get Tanya. Our, our Lollards today, uh, by the way, are Cat uh, Stevens, Hello. Katie Grocott, Hello. and uh, Mark Sinker. Now. Hi. Our new studio, studios here at Residence, I've noticed they have added a time machine. Um, How handy. So if we can just set it for 1981, I think That's we've got a chance to, to rescue Tanya from... Our money is being well spent. <laughs> um, oh, Arts Council funded time machine. What can possibly go wrong? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's this thing here. I think if we can all just, uh, just pull on it. Ooh. Um, <laughs> if you can get that part, and I'll, right. just, I'll just get this part I've got here. A firm grip. Hang can on. we just, just get... Just kind of try to. No. I think. I think that's it. Here we go, guys. I feel peculiar. (laughs) Have you guys ever gone back in time before? Um, I think I would have remembered. It's a pleasant vibrating sensation. Yes. Very pleasant. (laughs) You can get really good deals these days. (laughs) The carbon footprint is massive, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what it says on the side. They just have a little okay. two instructions. I think we just got to wait for it to kind of turbulence. get there. There's no in-flight magazine or anything. Uh, I don't see one. Although <laughs> the walls seem to be disintegrating and being replaced with something else. I, they, they look yellow. 
Hello. I can't tell. I, I hear the sound of water dripping. And and a computer server <laughs> whirring. I, I I smell stale fag ash. <laughs> oh, you guys, what I just real what I just realized is MP3s don't exist in 1981. Oh, whoops. Uh, we're not gonna be able to play any. Oh. Are we there? Hey, what's that? What's going on? <laughs> who, who wants to go outside and look? Oh, wait a minute. We're in the old resident studios. Oh, that's all right. On then. Denmark Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, this, yeah well, but, but when? We can't be in 1981 because the studios on Denmark Street weren't, weren't there in 1981. God. In fact, Denmark Street wasn't called Denmark Street. What was it called? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, so, I mean... Well, okay, we should look for clues. We oh, should, we look, here's, wait, look, here's a newspaper, here's a newspaper, here's a... Oh, but the top of, the, of all the pages in the newspaper have been cut off. Oh, no. So How convenient. Yes. <laughs> 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 so we might have to read the stories and guess what year we're in. Well, look, okay, well, so... It's the year that they cut all the tops off. Let's see. <laughs> Livingstone plans to cut carbon emissions by 60%. That doesn't really help, does it? No. Um, let's see. Arctic Monkeys unveil new logo. Ooh, what? Uh, the great cellist Rostropovich is on his deathbed. Who? Rostropovich. That sounds painful. His first name is Mstislav. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That doesn't help me any. Yeah, that's what it says here. Okay, uh, that's no help. <laughs> the Fox <laughs> News Channel has just launched its conservative response to The Daily Show. Um, so that means it's got to be. Yeah, it's dev- we're definitely not on 1981. Joyce yeah. Haddo's husband admits that he falsified her recordings. Is that the canoe guy? No, no, no that's Darwin. No, that was that was Joyce. <laughs> Joyce Haddo was this uh, pianist who uh, it was found out had just released CDs of other people and put her name on them. Oh no, I do remember that. What's a when was that? Oh, um, I don't know. Sometime in the last four years because it was from work. So wait, okay, wait, wait. We've got we've got uh, we've got singles charts here. Um, Is it the law of time machines that they go back in like whole years? It's, so it's not going to be like three hundred and eighty nine days because. Oh yeah, there's that's no, much too sophisticated. No, I think. no. <laughs> not this, on a resonance time. Machine. I mean, this time machine has just got a switch. That's so it's it's going to be like the twenty seventh of of February. February. Which year? Okay, Come so down. let's see here. We've got uh, number one on the UK singles chart is the Kaiser Chiefs with Ruby. Number two is Mika Grace Kelly. Three is Kellis featuring CeeLo Lil this Star. Is I, I, like yes, yes, I say Kellis. Huh? Is it the future? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Akon featuring Snoop Dogg, I Want to Love You, The Fray, How that's, to Save a Life. That's last year, that's really. 2007. Oh, wait a minute. I've got a text. I remember it off Hold the internet. On. Wait, T-Mobile's just, just, just sent me a text here. Wait. Okay. Welcome to the year 2007? No. We, no one's worked that out yet. Your clock, your clock has been changed automatically. Calls from this number will be charged at ten thousand two hundred thirty-two pounds and fifty p per minute. That seems fair enough. Yeah. Come on, that's hardly reasonable. <laughs> well, who are you going to text? If you <laughs> if you can text through time, the billing system is bound to be a bit Byzantine, <laughs> or at least subject to inflation. You know, just make sure no one nicks your phone. Yeah, they charge from. The furthest period ahead, you can text to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could work that and out with math, gonna, actually, to see when the world's going to end, quite probably. Good, that's quite a good deal, once we make the inflation adjustment. You guys, something's occurred to me. <laughs> I'm just scribbling it down here. I'll share. We should probably not... Yes. We should probably be careful Oh. about, w- about what we, we do we here. We're now in, in the past, 
an awesome responsibility is ours. Well, yeah, it's the, there's it's a big danger that we would actually listen to a Kaiser Chiefs record <laughs> 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 and radically change the future of our own internal we, feelings. We could like step on a klaxon and then kill a butterfly <laughs> on the other side of the world. It'd be awful. No, we, we can't do, we can't do any of that. We've got to be careful. Why? Oh, I think we should run amok. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should oh, test dear. the destruction, the, the the shape of all science fiction so far, and see if it's actually right. Well, it can't. Two thousand seven can't hardly be any worse than it ended up being. I mean, it can only really get yeah. better, right? Well, one no, no. one butterfly less. Yeah, but hang on. Surely we might run into uh, a previous epo- episode of Lollards and be able to tell them that time travel is actually possible in the future and then we can have some sort of paradox going on and which may involve spoilers and then we could totally do an entire show about going into the future and maybe schedule it for a couple of weeks ago when i did a show about the future (gasps) oh my god we must oh no we were on it on a different day though in 2007 yes (laughs) We were on on Sundays. We'd have to tell whoever's in the studio, who is in fact not in the studio. So we're obviously in some parallel dimension, hermetically sealed off from the actual. So it doesn't matter what we do. Like, we can step on all sorts of butterflies. Run amok. Red Admiral, <laughs> Swallowtail. I'm really pro. My, re- my run amok plan. <laughs> it looks better and better. What would you do if you could run amok, Mark? Uh, I'm probably not very much from different from what I'm doing now. <laughs> Marvellous. <laughs> There, there is always the chance that you can screw things up, though. That's 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 that uh, is the premise of, of, of pretty much all pretty much all time travel stories. Because we have because we have free will well, and yeah. we can do whatever we want. Exactly. So we don't have to do the exact same things that we did th- in the past. I don't know. I, I think that's bollocks. Can you say bollocks on the radio? Oh, so oh, you, you can in two thousand seven. <laughs> but I don't remember do- having this conversation in two thousand seven. Yeah, that's because we were here now. No, because it, it means <laughs> no, that it no, just no. had no effect. The alternative us is somewhere else in the pub or something, yeah. and we must on no account see them because no, what would no, happen? no, it, it doesn't matter at all. Okay, right in the Terminator. Okay, right. Yeah, nothing bad happens there. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, Terminator Two because I've only seen Terminator One like half a time, and it was only the end bit where he gets his arm chopped off. Right. Anyway, the whole arm things. Well, you know, the arm. I was thinking you were they, talking about Star And they Wars. find it later, and then they recreate the big Skynet thing from oh, this yeah, using okay. the future technology from the arm, which wouldn't have happened if they hadn't gone back and he had had his arm chopped exactly. off. Exactly. So, um, that all would have happened anyway, and it all turned out okay from the perspective of Skynet, because it's still going to happen. Well, so basically what you're saying is They've that actually nothing. human beings don't have any free will because, you know, whatever they did... Skynet would have won, yes, or, or would it? Well, no, we already know it has because otherwise, dudes wouldn't have been sent back. Oh, well, in the that's, first place. that's the very essence of, of the the temporal paradox. Yeah, and it's the only one that actually makes any sense. And it <laughs> sense. <laughs> is well, it, is, isn't there something sort of always uh, a sort of suggestion of hubris when people try to meddle with well, their? Exa- uh, yeah, like it's like in Back to the Future, he goes back to try to. Tr- well, he doesn't know. He doesn't go back in well, one no, purpose no, at all, yeah, does yeah, he? It's rock and roll. I suppose that's quite. But, then he did, yeah, but, but, then but he his disappears. but his whole in Back to the Future is his whole. Uh, he realizes he's screwed up time, and then his whole mission is to make sure that things go back to the way they were. Yeah, exactly. So he can't be. So he's meddling, but he's meddling 
to ensure that his destiny no, remained the same as it, as it not, was before. No. But no, in, in Back to the Future 2, when he found the sports almanac and thought, oh, I could take this, um, you know, back to the past and, and just bet on all the sporting events and make loads of money. And it, he kind of gets persuaded not to do it, if I remember. So he can but get then, the flying but trainers. Then, but no, but then Biff nicks it. Yeah, and then Biff And gets then there's rich. an alternative, terrible future where Biff is just this horrible... Um, kind of dictator, and he's married Marty's widowed. Yeah, but that didn't mother. actually happen though, because the film well, turned no, out okay. But it did, apart from them all ending well, up. Marty in had to go back, back, back to the future and make sure that Biff didn't get the almanac, and thus setting everything up back on its. You know, I think it would be much more like the freaky trigger comments threads which is that there's a small number of people kind of freaky trigger around. uh freaky trigger.co.uk in your web browsers <laughs> ladies and gentlemen there it's a collaborative blog and some people comment on it it's a small group of people chatting to each other and then every now and then a completely random insane person pops in from another time <laughs> and like charges around runs a muck in fact <laughs> And then goes away again, and there is nothing has oh, changed. Oh, so you kind of think that the, the time is kind of self-healing in a way. Well, I think, except that the, the, clearly there will be time trolls, and that's I think that <laughs> okay. that is the issue which is never addressed in these stories, which is not oh, people okay. going back to sort of quietly change things in a nice sort of way, so that you know, kill Hitler, make sure my mum meets my dad, those kind of safe little projects. The Marty McFly type. But it would be just people going like, ha, 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 let's wind these people up. Let's, let's tease these barbarians just as they're sort of coming to visit Rome in such a way that they overrun Rome. Well, that's well, that's right. you are Gehei, all over ancient Greece. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's the premise. It's not, well, that, again. It's not conscious, but that, that's the premise of the sort of urtext of all these stories, which is that Ray Bradbury uh, story, who's the short story whose title I can't remember about, um, a crew of time-traveling dinosaur hunters who go back in time and one of them uh, steps off the path uh, that's been laid out uh, specifically so that people don't um, change anything in, in physically that would have happened before. Yes, they're hunting dinosaurs, yeah. but they have already scouted out the situation and found only dinosaurs that would have like a tree fall on them at that exact moment anyway, and they, they only shoot those. But do they take the dinosaurs home with them? No. It's just the thrill of the hunt. And this guy ignores all the warnings and runs is a troll. He's, he, and he runs amok. And he steps on a butterfly and he comes back uh, to the present uh, day. Uh, and no, the, and I, the, don't, I don't agree that he's a troll in that story. He's, he's just very thoughtless. He's not going, ha, 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 I will step on a butterfly yeah. and chi- change, change time. And that is because this is the future. So the one thing we know about the future is that they've read all these stories. But it's still a, so moral, it's st- yeah, it's still a moral story, though, I think, because it's, it's, about, it's about a mistake. That he, it's, it's not, he's not being malicious, but he's uh, guilty of the sin of a lack of self-control, I guess. And that's what comes back. But I, I, what I'm getting at is that it's the future. They've read all these stories about how you should behave properly. Yeah. So what is going to happen when time travel occurs is that bad kids are going to think, ha, 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 let's go back and stamp all the butterflies we can find. Well, they, they would have to, yeah. And that's why they've upped the security on Resonance Studios. Yeah, <laughs> you, must be, you must be this high to use the time machine. And what I think they would do is they would, the, um, the forking paths continuum, they would make sure that these paths were... Um, hermetically separated from one another so that it, it would just create a whole <clears throat> infinite other sets of universes where obviously there were loads of bad consequences but they didn't impinge on the one you came from 
which it, might it be what's be, happening to us right now because yeah. well, there's no one else in the studio. Yeah. Which is so there's, it's basically, it's kind of, there's, there's just a great big, you know, trash bin of alternative universes that you've created but actually don't affect you. So it's like, yes. like throwing your rubbish away. And that's, you know, I think that's, it's, it's inevitably the moral response to the idea that at every microsecond the universe div- divides into an infinite number of possibilities you're going to be very profligate with a very large number of those universes because it's like there's another one coming along every microsecond there's another infinite number coming along every microsecond you can afford to lay waste to quite a lot okay i think my brain has just gotten waste laid to it um so i'm just gonna bring it back to something that i i like (laughs) I, i actually have some sort of kind of tangible understanding of uh, which is the theater <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, and katie is th- katie is there something uh in this uh in what we're talking about that happens in macbeth well yes I, I was thinking about this and obviously well i don't know if shakespeare ever thought about time machines or um oh well he must have done after he met doctor but um, like in Macbeth and in the the Oedipus myth, there there is a form of time travel in the, in the form of um, prophecies, which are, are purport to be um, information, I guess, ab- about future events. Mm-hmm. So there's a kind of you know f- futuristic thing going on there. She says stretching the theme to breaking point. Mm-hmm. But um, you know the characters in Macbeth and in Oedipus get this information which they have cause to believe and then thus because they act on the information bring about their own ruin by um, fancying their mum or something well no um the, the oedipus story was that he um he heard he was gonna kill his dad and sleep with his mum so he just went off and tried to do everything possible not to do that mm-hmm. but then he just met a dude had a fight killed him became king and uh, married, married the king's widow. But, but he, because he'd he'd, been he did everything possible except avoiding ex- killing people ex- or exactly. sleeping with people. Yeah, <laughs> or finding out who your mum and dad were. <laughs> well, no, but he didn't know who his mum and dad were. That was the whole point. He, he'd oh. been brought up by shepherds up a mountain or something. Um, but yeah, you would have thought, wouldn't you, that he would have just like not killed anyone. But I think... I think, I, I think I the fight is start exact... by the other person, actually. Yeah, I don't it's think it's... By he... the Sphinx or something. So, he's ca- <laughs> so he wasn't... Bloody Sphinx. So he's kind of helpless. Yeah, well, that, that's... I mean, that was my kind of take on it, that he's kind of caught in the throes of this, you know, this cruel paradox that, you know, the, the, the universe is playing on him. And, and so, therefore, to a certain extent, he doesn't really have self-determination because you know it's just like the girl from tomorrow it's what it totally is. to do well there's something in there about prophecies and God being trapped by the universe into doing things and i i think like the the concept of time mm. to gods or to god is very different from what it is to normal people who who like us who normally without the benefit of a time machine have to just go through time one moment at a time in a linear way and with uh, the conception of God that's in um, the the Old Testament, for instance, um, God's will is present at all times at that moment. He can see the beginning and the end and all the bits in between, so yeah. it's not he, actually can make changing a, for him. He yeah. can make a kind of Mobius strip of time where time becomes a loop. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely dying to say that. Katie, do you, do you, have, a, you have another song? Not Time Becomes a Loop, but you have something else to No, I have, I have a, a lovely song, um, which I chose mainly because I love it, but, uh, it, it, well, it, it sounds um, influenced by the past, shall we say. 
So what's it called? <laughs> it's called Black Bear and it's by Arthur and you. Let's listen. Driving wheel, she the passenger, a lamp on automobile, taken on a transfer. That was Black Bear by Arthur and you. It's very nice. Yeah. It's uh, calming to uh, relieve us of our discombobulation of the effects of time travel. It's nice to hear some vaguely melancholic 
acoustica to, to calm us yes. down after our traumatic hurtle. Because <laughs> we don't know what the effects of playing it <laughs> might, might be. Might have been. Yeah, assuming we're actually transmitting here. Oh, good point. Mark, um, if, if you were to travel in time again, I, after this you may never want to um, repeat the experience, but if, if you could go to some place besides February 2007, where, where, would you, where would you like to go? Well, I think m- what I'd be interested in is not these big kind of extensive projects of going like thousands of years or even a year, which seems like a big... But actually, yeah, I mean, I was short- looking out the window here and the, the haircut's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I, I'm... I'm quite interested in 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 the the changes over quite short amounts of time because I think they're uh, obviously they're more to do with personal changes. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about this, and I thought, well, you know, if you went back a couple of months, what would be specifically like, different about my own life? And I know that Cat will remember this. Katie, I can't remember quite so much, but about two months ago, Carsmile introduced us to the hideous concept of Suvlaki Tetris. Oh, God. Which was, uh, which was just an uh, online internet, you know, computer game, which was... No, I don't know, though. It goes... And you've got a big... So what's the difference between normal Tetris and Suvlaki Tetris? It's like a... You have little skewers. And they're kind of wriggling kebab beasts. Japanese kebab beasts. And you've got to skewer three of the same beast In a row, and then they disappear. And they wink at you. Uh, yeah, they but, look it, a bit but it's it's like a, a ranks of them advancing down, aren't you? And and mm-hmm. it's it's a very you know it's a classic uh, video game computer game concept. Yeah. yeah. And what is interesting about it? What would be interesting to me is like, I mean, I don't know how I would organise this because there's a lot of me involved in this experiment. My favourite kind of experiment <laughs> is finding the difference between like, how it would have changed my life if. If I went back in time and killed Hitler and Karsma, <laughs> and therefore was never introduced to uh, Suvlaki Tetris, yeah. and, and how would I be different? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously I would have had several, some, many hours more to do other things. But what, you know, emotionally or in what sense did this thing, which now occupies none of my thoughts and I cannot think of any way in which it has actually physically or emotionally or intellectually changed me at all. Oh, do you think of Swiss rolls in a slightly different way now? Or apples? Like yeah, actually, I think that there would be um, associations to do with kebab skewers and certain kinds of foodstuffs that you would <laughs> feel a need to stab them. <laughs> but it was also, but, but <laughs> if they started advancing on you. But I mean, you know. it, was a, it was very much a... Um, <laughs> It was when? a social okay. thing, wasn't it? Because for about three or four weeks, we were all just talking about Suvlaki Tetris and comparing high scores. It was it was a kind of no. We were all cursing Carl Smile for not letting us get any work oh, done. That's sorted because part of the again, experiment again, involves you know, killing that, Carl. That involves you know. Um, I think I'm going to you know, It was a bonding experience. It was a social <laughs> event, which well, that, probably served in many tiny, tiny ways to bring us all a bit closer together. I think, I mean, you sort of jumped ahead in a way to to the, um, well, there has to be a, you know, for any great movement, there has to be a sacrifice. (laughs) Um, I think you jumped ahead to the thing that I was, I was going to, Sorry, no, that's fine, because it it means that I don't have to do the thinking around, Um, that what's, I think, one of the reasons, one of the aspects of value to things which are just sort of ephemeral fads and whatever, I mean, we live in a 
culture where I think we are very much bombarded by things which are designed to sort of take up your time. You pay a little money, it takes up your time, mm-hmm. and then, then it goes away again. And so we're inclined to think this is clearly a bad thing. And I think there's a, a broader... Speaking of which... It's the fat wall coming from Carl Small there. <laughs> <laughs> that must have cost him thousands of pounds to send you yes. a ticking oh off God. text. <laughs> yes. Ha, ha, ha. My plan worked perfectly. Um, that... <laughs> He'll be saying, do your own knobs. <laughs> um, oh, I've lost where... I'm well, <laughs> Mark, I, I don't Sorry. know if you, this is what you're about to get onto, but are, do, can you, are there, like, uh, particular bands or, or, say, TV shows or or um, things that you found yourself intensely interested in? Um, that it, it, was, uh, it was curious, actually, thinking about it. Bands, I, I found it harder to do, and I think that that, but I think that is related... Harder to do? What do you, what do you mean? To, to make, to decide, oh, there were these people who I was passionate about, and then I've really gone off them. Mm-hmm. I, at that, I actually found it quite hard to pinpoint any. But I think it's very, uh, with TV programmes and things like that, I think it's very easy to think of things that you were you know really into and and made time for and then now you think i can't quite understand why i spent that much time what what i saw in it well the easy answer would be well you've just gotten older and those were sort of uh you know more uh, learning steps yeah like you know when you're a kid and you're like you wouldn't read janet and john books anymore or maybe you would but you know the things that it was necessary for you to do to kind of and you know, and I'm sure you learnt things from them, like watching news round before the actual news. Or yeah, the, or the happy yeah, days cartoon, of. like voting for Margaret Thatcher. Mm-hmm. I never personally did that. <laughs> <laughs> I was too young. <laughs> Not that I would have done anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there, there, there was there was this there was this program, uh, sort of um, documentary about Margaret Thatcher the other night, and uh, you could see them all get getting misty eyed about about those days. <laughs> and it's funny; it's like I feel like Margaret Thatcher was that band for them, you know, that they'll they'll never forget. Yeah, well, but, it's the right but they wouldn't want to get into that band again today. Well, yeah. actually, this is is something I was I was talking to emailing frank cogan about exactly this thing um about thinking would what would my advice be to the teenage me aged 17 about becoming the most militant punk rocker on the planet and it would be like do something else dude and have a nice life but i don't regret it i think it was really good for me it's just is it curiosity that you would like to see what would happen if it was different? Not yeah, it would be I, better I mean, or no, worse. No, totally. It's curiosity. I mean, it's it's a it's. What do you, do you think that a, a more kind of searching question to ask would be? Is there anything you do regret actually giving your time up to? Because I, I mean, I, I kind of regret being such a massive fan of Star Trek: The Next Generation, for example. <laughs> What's but, wrong with that? Well, dude, it's better than well, Red Dwarf. Well, see, looking back, it kind of seems a bit a bit shit now doesn't it but actually i don't regret it at all i'm just trying to think if there was anything i was into that i just really look back and just i think think that there's books that books that i have started to read and not finished is a pretty good sign that i felt that that was wasted time Mm. do you feel like it's because they didn't stand some test of time (laughs) is it does the test of time mean anything to you no, I, I don't. I think it for me. It's I, I mean because there are. I mean, you, I, I, you're asking that because you know it's a sort of hot button phrase for well, me to say. No, I hate that idea. The reason why I ask is because I think all of us have books or songs or whatever memories, mementos that um, 
that uh, might be very old, but that we still really treasure and really mean a lot to us. Um, and you could say that those things have stood the test of time for us, right? I, I think my feeling about it is that I respond to things really very much in the moment. And I, it's not – I mean, it's it's almost happenstance that it's a book I've read before. I mean, it, it means that I know – where i'm getting to so the journey through it is different in the sense that the first time you read it you don't know what's on the next page mm. but subsequent reads you do mm-hmm. but other than that i think you know you're getting the pleasure in at the time you're getting it or you're getting the enrichment or whatever it's making you think of things it's it's helping you think about things in your life at the time i mean that's talking about a book or mm-hmm. or whatever it is so i think the fact that you're returning to it is not um is not to do with a a timelessness of it. it's to do with a kind of maybe a flexibility of of use Mm -hmm. so that there are things which were really kind of useful or exciting whatever at a particular time which never come again but that's not really a sign that there's a there's a bad that there's something weaker about them it's just that their usefulness was in that particular moment long ago what about and what you've used it up and passed on and have you always used it up though i feel like there are some things that i like to go back to um well this is why because I'm getting, yeah. you know specifically because they don't actually mean that much to me anymore in a weird way if you know what i mean I know, they remind me of the of the things i was feeling then they remind me of the reasons why things yeah, were important become a to me kind then. of comfort zone that they're not necessarily well, I don't know. I think some things that you you can reread or re-listen to again and again and again, and they will remain challenging. You you pick up different parts of them, new things. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, oh, I don't know, poetry, music, anything like that that you can kind of constantly discover new structures in or have new thoughts. Or you know, as you go along in life and you change, the same poetry or whatever could. Um, apply to different parts of your life so actually your reading of it changes. that sounds like what Mark's saying yeah yeah. I, yes, know, I think a lot of it's well in my experience then for music definitely there seems to be less for me to get out of something that's older um, for example I used to be the most, world's biggest Radiohead fan in the entire world ever and bigger I must, than Mel W oh my that's I anyway. know I'm, sorry, sorry. I must have, must have played OK Computer uh, hundreds and hundreds of times in the late 90s. But there's a big reason for it, and it's because I was learning how to play the guitar. Mm-hmm. And it's really good if you're trying to work out uh, complicated bits and uh, uh, we want to be very serious about this project, you know, ser- serious music for serious uh, guitar noodling. And I just, uh, that holds no interest for me anymore. I know how to play the guitar. That's fine. I've got no interest in playing that sort of music anymore whereas before i really did i was sort of like you know, oh, if you listen to it again though do you think that you'd enjoy it and do you think if, if you did enjoy it would you kind of be shocked by the fact that you did i don't think i'd be shocked but um i wouldn't expect to in, enjoy listening I, to I, I any of those old tracks. stuff that I, i've not, not listened to for years I, I love it when you know something like that just comes on the radio and you think oh crap this is yeah i'm really enjoying well sp- speaking of which we've got a uh, we've got a song from all the way back in 1994 by crystal waters and uh it's called i believe i love you
So we were just talking amongst ourselves here in the studio on that that song. I, I was saying that it, it sounds like a sort of perfect fusion between uh, between the sort of James Brown samples that everybody's been doing for years and New Jack Swing, um, both together in the same song. It sounds great. And I th- I think it's it's curious that she wasn't much bigger than she was because she'd had with um, the Lada D song, which everyone knows and can sing. And she stands there singing for money. Gypsy Woman. Gypsy Woman. It was called, I think. Um, Gypsy Woman brackets, she's homeless. Oh, yeah. Um, It was a huge hit all over the world. Yeah. And then the lead-off to this uh, LP, which I can't remember the title of, which um, maybe Eli will read, number the first track on it. 100% Pure Love. Was a big dance, dance, you know, club hit. I mean, really quite a big one. But then, basically, even though she'd obviously... She's got a fantastic voice, and I think that that's a really nice sound that she had. For some reason, everyone just said, "Actually, you know what? We've had enough." And I think it was. I think. I think the. Why, the, do, you think, well, why, why the, do you think that was? I think the mixture of. I, th- I think people responded, reacted against. They were kind of policing their own susceptibility to the hookiness of the first single, which is that it has a bit of a. Um, grab you by the lapels political message but its hookiness is really kind of you know it's crazy frog territory really isn't it it's really sort of naggy and it's something i never thought of it as political obviously being like 11 at the time i thought it was just sorry sorry which song are you talking about this the la da dee la da da Uh i just thought it was hippie nonsense because there was the big sort of uh, mysticism everyone was new age crystals Fanny Dangle. So I assume Crystal Waters, clearly she's got uh, a big picture of the Zodiac on her T-shirt. She's got tie-dye skirt on. She, I don't even if she did. I assumed that she had. <laughs> and uh, she was doing sort of like hippie V signs and everything going la-da-dee, la-da-da. And yeah, obviously she was mixed up with all that new age <laughs> nonsense, which I, I loved. So Mark, so Mark, what was the political... Uh, content of Lada well, it, it's it's just it's about a homeless woman and yeah. it was quite unusual in the yeah. pop of that moment to have something which was somewhat more social realist mm-hmm. in its topic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that i mean that was the extent of it it wasn't it wasn't like a concept album about solving the problem or anything like that but mm-hmm. i think that this was it was a combination of things which were too distant from each other for people to trust her Mm-hmm. That, this is what I felt at the time, mm-hmm. and so some, and certainly that was it, pretty much how I responded, which was that I just sort of thought, actually, you know, I don't really want to, I don't want to go along with her, to, even to the extent of finding out what you know the next record sounds like, particularly. Yeah, it's too bad because it was uh, because I think she was actually really fantastic, yeah. and and I think there's that we have a sort of built-in suspicion of our susceptibility to to jingles and novelties because yeah. we're bombarded them by them we have to protect ourselves against them but actually i think that suspicion is very unreliable and i i, I don't know i have a, i have a a bigger trust than maybe many people who write about music and think about it in kind of fads and ephemeral things i think mm-hmm. they're actually really the, there's something there's something worth exploring going on there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you all know how big a advocate I am. I've already talked about him once already, <laughs> Crazy Frog. <laughs> <laughs> <But> I, 
He should have been on the cover of The Wire. <laughs> he should have his own radio show on Resonance. I think your memories may be rose-tinted there, Mark. And speaking of memories... <laughs> Neem, um, Neem, no. Speaking of memories, if, if, if I had wanted to, say, look up the lyrics of, uh, of La-da-dee, La-da-da, I, I could have done that very easily because we have, you know, the internet and we can do that kind of stuff. But before that, if we had been sitting around talking about lyrics or what, what it was... We wouldn't be able to, we'd just have to sort of work it out for ourselves, which... No, we'd have to get a Norris McWhorter to do it for us. Norris McWhorter. Norris McWhorter. Uh, famously, obviously, the, the dude from the Guinness Book of Records, but he also had a perfect memory. Yeah, had a re- uh, him and his brother, Ross, they totally memorised the entire Guinness Book of Records. And on their TV well, sort pro- of dug his own grave there, then, by, by printing a book that had all the stuff no, he already knew. they had the book, and they had a TV yeah, show. it would be more expensive to get him round to tell you yeah. something. I mean, buying the book was cheap. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> he was digging his own grave. The kids in the audience would test them, and let's say, like, Norris, uh, who's the world's heaviest man, and they, he'd go... That dude over there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was all, it was much easier because on the world record breakers or whatever it was called, the world's heaviest man was in Standing the studio. Right yeah. Yeah. The world record breakers were actually that there. Yeah. But um, <laughs> if we're not all Norris McWhorter and our memories are fallible, and uh, this is bad for pub quizzes, but it's kind of not as much of an issue as it is the, anymore uh, with these days because we've got the internet to remember everything for us. But have we lost something, Kat? No, no, we haven't. We've got, <laughs> <laughs> we've gained m- m- many fold. Uh, there's because uh, well, I think, I, everyone I think one, on here yeah. has. We we have Eli. You have? Do you have a blog? No. Okay. Well, I know that um, Mark and Katie and myself we we have blogs, and um, I don't know about you two, but I use mine to remember what I did. See, it's never actually occurred to me to use yeah, mine to do that, but I should do. I really should, because I, I can't remember anything. Ah, but <laughs> I'm going to test your memory now, because I think we're going to run out of time if I we don't I'm do it now. I think I'm going to fail the test. So, um, uh, listeners may be aware of uh, Kim's Game, which is a, a memory test where you're shown a number of different objects, and then you're given a time to memorise them all. And then it's uh, covered up and one of the objects is taken away and the rest of them are shuffled around a bit and you have to spot which one's missing. And I'm going to do that with pop songs. Now, I've got ten pop songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can play along at home as well. I, um, I'm going to introduce them. You the can't first. win at home, obviously. <laughs> no, I, I'll know if you're cheating. I'll know if you're writing them down. So don't. And, uh, I'm and don't text s- us. It's going to cost an arm and a leg. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to introduce them (laughs) so everyone should know what they are. They're all songs uh, from 2007, which is lucky because we're here now and I've just bought the CD from over the road. Shall we... we, uh, Let's kick it off, Eli, and I'll I'll, I'll say which one and what they all are as we go along. Okay, this is Infernal, Paris to Berlin. Okay. Uh, Next up... It's Rihanna uh, with a umbrella. I've heard this one. Uh, I, I hear the Claxons do a good cover. Yeah, we all know what this sounds like, don't we? Okay. Uh, this is this is MIA with uh, bird flu. You all know these at home, don't you? Yeah. Oh, did you ever think that 
And this is uh, The Girls Aloud. Lovely Girls Aloud. Oh, it sounds like Eiffel 65. Here we go. It's sexy no, no, no. You all know that. By the way, you may be able to hear all of these songs at Excellent Club Night Poptimism this Saturday. Uh, this is Avril, Avril Lavigne. I hope you're all memorising these. Yes, trying to. Sort of. Yes, uh, Cross Kings, free entry, uh, eight or two. And this is lovely Natasha Beddingfield. Uh, she holds a world record, you know. Her and her brother, uh, only brother-sister duo, uh, to have those solo hits in the top 40. The problem with us jumping in here is that instantly we'll forget everything. So we have to be silent during this time. And this one's just for you, Eli. This is my girlfriend. This is Robin. Every heartbeat. Well, and clear up. And uh, here we've got Ali and AJ, um, mental Christian sisters, uh, with a potential breakup song. I'm not getting blank looks, so that's good. How many numbers have we had so far? Eight? Uh, there's going to be ten. There's ten tracks. Yeah, how and many have we had so far? <laughs> we can't um, remember. <laughs> this, is, this is the last one. This is uh, oh. Leona Lewis, Bleeding Love. This is at number one for quite some time, so... Uh, Okay, so um, we're going to um, play this again, but I'm not going to say anything this time. And you're going to have to spot what the missing one is. So now there will be nine tracks played. In a different order. Ooh, fiendish. Okay, and yeah, uh, at home, see if you can guess which one's missing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can sing along at home. If you want. Wait, I don't remember this one playing the first time. <laughs> You may speak your thoughts on Who could forget? (laughs) I can't actually remember the answer to this, so I'm having to shield my bit of paper. (laughs) Poor old Nadine. Do they say nom nom nom? They do, they do. I wish you'd let this one out. I don't remember that one for the first time either. I think I've run out of one time. See, your memories are all awful, aren't they? I think, yeah, I... 
Oh. oh I... No, I totally left this one off. This is the last track. I missed that. I know what it is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right, this one didn't. This game didn't work that well at all. But this is the last one, I think. Or is it? I don't yeah, know. That was new. No, no, this one is. All right, we've totally cocked this. So one basically, what one. you've done is you've substituted <laughs> a track from the first set with a different track in the second no, set. Is that more, right? No, I've just more, messed there it up. There were more tracks in the one that was once meant yeah. to be left out. Sorry, well, it was there meant were, to be Britney on the end, and I forgot. There were only eight tracks the first time and there were at least nine the uh, second. this is all p- kind of my, part of my cunning ploy to catch you out I know it wasn't does anyone have any ideas what was missing what was missing than, rather than what was, was bird, added in was bird flu in the second one yes it yes. was it was the last one AJ yeah that uh, was AJ in was in it Robin was in it mm-hmm. Avril was in it yep Girls Aloud they, they were, were in it. it they were nim 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 Na- nom nom oh yeah right Natasha she was in it unfortunately mm-hmm. Umbrella was in it that was in it um, um ooh um, Leona. Oh! Da-da, Mark's Leona the winner, finally. Yeah, <laughs> but it was, again, I mean, after getting through six of them, I don't, I, it wasn't one that I recognised as not being there. For but those, I, for the, for but those I of think you, you did mind. <laughs> no, you, I, uh, this, uh, that was in to- entirely my fault, so I apologise, I was, I was a bit baffled by it. I was thrown straight away because I did Kim's game like the proper way, which is putting them in rooms in my dad's house, which oh. has enough rooms. And I, I'd only got to eight rooms, and I oh. was—I re- really thought, oh God, I must have <laughs> just not. This no, young no, person's music all sounds the same. Didn't just put two two people in the bathroom or anything. I did. I did think this no, up while I, I was drunk I yesterday. Think. I thought I must have done. For, the, for those of you listening uh, at home or on your iPod, I'd want you to to know that. Mark uh, was not taking any notes during all of that. It no. was quite hard and for me not because that's exactly how when you say, you know, because I, I, I did exist before the internet and the internet is basically a poor copy of my note taking. <laughs> 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 Obviously not as voluminous or as detailed, but sometimes more accurate. Well, folks, that is about all the time we've got today, but we will be back next week at 7 p.m., hopefully in your year. Uh, Tom Ewing will be conducting an actual focus group live in the studio about what I have no idea. Uh, Tanya's still stuck in 1981, but she may have left a few tapes lying around that we can share with you. Um, So uh, we've been Freaky Trigger, and your Lollards of Pop today have been Mark Sinker, Cat Stevens, and Katie Grocott, and I'm Elisha Sessions. Here's your new midweek number one, the club remix of Heard It All Before by Sunshine Anderson. Good night.
tapping my shoulder, thinking you gon' get you some. Smelling like some fragrance that I don't even wear. So if you want some loving, I suggest you go back there. Where you came from day to day with you is always something else. Working my nerve, God knows that I don't deserve what you put me through. Cause I've been so true to you. For you to come at me with another lame excuse See, I heard it all before All of your lies, all of your sweet talk Baby this, baby that But your lies ain't working now Now, look who's hurting now I had to shut you down My car you saw 